This is Never Work A Day, the podcast about people who love what they do. Do you feel like you're in the wrong job but don't know what other options you have? Or are you taking your first steps in the world of work but don't know where to start? If so, this is the podcast for you. I'm Sarah Churchlow and each episode I'll interview someone about what they do and why they love it. So listen in, maybe your perfect career could be just an episode away. So my name's Chris, I'm a helicopter pilot for GSL Aviation up in the uh, Sundays, and I get to fly around here uh, showing people the amazing Whitehaven Beach at Heart Reef. Very nice. And the Whit Sundays for all our international viewers, it's off the north east coast of Australia. That's it. And um, I'm there right now, so I can vouch that it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Lovely. Yet to go off in a helicopter. I'm sure that'll be great. Um, so tell me, why do you love being a pilot? Oh, why do I love being a pilot? It's it's a very very challenging environment. It's forever changing. You've got to be on the ball the whole time, um, but at the same time, you can't let the passengers know that you're thinking a million steps ahead of what's going to happen if something goes wrong. And you love that, that's yeah. terrifying. It's a challenge. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. Keeps your head going. It's good. It's good? Yeah. So you love it because it's such a challenge. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, that is one of the main aspects. And plus being up in the air and you're free. And you, all that you know is, is there's an engine going and some blades keeping you upright and a few aerodynamic forces and away you go. It sounds pretty dreamy. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. Cool. So how did you get into it? Oh, so I got into flying first uh, back in 2011. I was lucky enough to get a job with a company called Australian Helicopters on Horn Island. And they hired me to be uh, a rescue swimmer, which we call in Australia down the wiry. What? <laughs> down the wiry. Down so, the wiry. As in someone that gets dangled from a wire. Yeah, the teabagger they would call me. <laughs> yeah, because they good. would drop me down like a teabag. Okay. So my role up there was... Uh, How did you get that job? And what... How did I get that job? How did you apply for it? Um, well, I'm a water baby. And I was lifeguarding for the council on the Gold Coast. I was doing that for about six years. And the rescue chopper from Brisbane was flying along the coast one day. And I said to the guy next to me, I said, I'm getting into that one day. And he laughed at me and said, nah, it's too hard. Don't bother. And I was like, all right, watch oh, this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just pursued it and was the most annoying person you could ever be to someone trying to get a job. And after a while, I got a phone call from Australian Helicopters in Brisbane and said, we'd like to give you an interview. We've got a job coming up. I was like, perfect. So I flew to Horn Island, did a fitness test, had a fly with the guys, met them. And what I didn't realize at the time, it was called the dickhead test. Because okay. Horn Island is a very remote island. It's got like 200 people on it. Mm-hmm. And you have to live with these guys for two weeks at a time. And you've got to trust them. Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure you're not a dickhead. Okay. <laughs> and they show you the place as well. Because a lot of people get up there and they go, no, this isn't for me because it's so remote. It's um, tiny. It's, the island's, yeah, it's semi-large, but it's just, it's remote. It's, yeah. Yeah. So who are you rescuing out there? Like surfers or sailors or just... Oh, yeah, s- yeah, oh it's a combination <laughs> of everything, but no surfers. So uh, the way that it works up there, we are contracted by um, 
Queensland Health. And Queensland Health up there have got, on the islands, on the individual islands, have got a health clinic. On that health clinic, they've got a, a nurse and sometimes a touring uh, doctor. And the only way for people on those islands to get medical treatment if the nurse at the clinic can't help them is to call us. Mm-hmm. We fly over to Thursday Island, pick up a retrieval team, fly to an island, land. They go do what they need to do. We assist them. We fly them back to the hospital. And then they might get transported further onto like Townsville or Cairns um, through Royal Flying Doctors Australia because they need specialist treatment. So we were just one big ambulance up in the sky. That's cool. So yeah. how did you go from being the swimmer yeah. to being the pilot? Oh, pilot. a pilot. So part of my role was the non-qualified flying pilot, which meant we sat up on the left next to the pilot and we would assist them in checks and setting stuff up and we would go through all stages of the flight and one of my pilots one day said, get me home if if I have a heart attack. I said, I don't know how this works and he showed me how it worked and I said, that's it, I'm hooked. And I started trying to become a pilot. All right. Yeah. And how do you you go about that? So you've got to go and pass uh, seven exams. Uh, out of the seven, six of them are 70% pass or higher. And that's that. This is just for helicopter. Yeah, so there's seven subjects. Yeah, And the fixed wing guys have to do it as well, seven okay. subjects. Um, and then once you pass all them, you go, start flying. You get on the ground and you go up with an instructor and they teach you how to fly. And How long does it take? Uh, if you do a full-time ground school, which I couldn't do, it can take six to seven months. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, it took me a bit over two years. I um, struggled with the exams at the start. Had to learn how to study again. Yeah. Which is a challenge. <laughs> and then halfway through that, I broke my left ankle. Had to get an operation. Oh, look at that. So I had nearly six months off, uh, which put me back. So then... So while you were training, were you still working? Yes. Well, obviously not yep. with a broken ankle. No. Um, if, before the broken ankle, we would do two weeks on, two weeks off. So okay. I'd go to Horn Island for 16 days and fly home and then have the next uh, 12 days off. And then you were studying? Yeah, I was studying. So there was no time off? So no, I didn't see my mates for a while. I just knuckled down and I would just see them maybe on a Sunday and oh, I could go, I've got to study. Oh, I think that's something, some people have to do <clears throat> at some point in their life, everyone has to do that, right? Where you yeah. just kind of say goodbye to a social life so you can oh, exactly. achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, there's a, an old saying, you got to eat shit to have ice cream for the rest of your life. <laughs> I like so, it. Oh yeah. It's very Aussie saying. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So let's talk about if if there's someone listening that thinks, okay, this is sounds amazing, like I want to be a pilot, they're thinking about doing it, maybe they haven't even started looking into how to train for it. Mm. What tips would you give them? Go for it. Don't be put off by how daunting it looks when a flight instructor tells you what you have to do. The cost wise, if it's something that you love, you'll make it back at some stage. Yeah. Um just be persistent when you finish flight school and it's very hard to get a job um, you're just going to have to be patient and just go for it and is it tough to get a job in as in there's not a lot of people looking for pilots or uh, there's people looking for are. pilots but you finish flight school and you're like great I want a job oh yeah newly qualified yeah. yeah and you go to apply for a job and they're like no you need hours and you're like I'm trying to get a job to get hours yeah. to get experience yeah so a lot of guys will have to go and be what we call hanger rats and they'll just go to a work someone's place 
uh, company and just sweep the hangar and do the ad- admin jobs. Okay. Take bookings for six months to a year, and then they finally give them a go. Okay. So yeah. Did you have to do that? Uh, no, but I couldn't get a job for two years. So I, I thought at some stage, this is no, I'm not going to be a pilot. Like, this is shit. Interesting. So. See, so you didn't. So how did you end up flying as you had two years of looking for a job? Um, I ended up with the flight school. I ended up doing a deal with them where I would come home on the weekend and go, can I hire a helicopter out um, cheaply? Okay. So I'd still had to pay to go up. Oh, wow. But what I did was I sold it to my mates (laughs) at like half the price they would get it for. and be like, let's go. So it didn't cost me that much Very money. Smart. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So I went flying. That's how I got some hours up. And then I was in Perth working over there. And this job came up on a website. And I was like, oh, I'm going to apply. The current job? Yeah, the current job. Didn't have the minimum hours. Was nowhere near it. And put my CV in. And Ian Doig, the chief helicopter pilot, flicked me an email going, you need to get here right now. Wow. How come? Like, what was it? That... They wanted me to start straight away. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was like, mate, I'm in Perth. Uh, I'm on contract. I've got to give four weeks notice. So how about I fly over, we have an interview and go from there. Nice. So I flew from Perth to Brisbane up to here. Met Ian, went for a fly, came home and then they said, you got the job, we want you here on Thursday and it was Sunday <laughs> said I've got to give four weeks notice and Ian said yeah that's fine very good and so how long have you been here for? So 18 months now yeah. loving it? love it wouldn't want to be anywhere else it's a pretty great place to be it's very chilled it's pretty yeah. great one road in one road out two sets of traffic lights yeah easy to get around sunny beer's cold and it's the middle of winter and it's really warm yeah what like 24 it's degrees it's so nice <laughs> I yeah. can't believe it um, cool so final thing yeah what's next for you what's the long term goal are you wanting to get back up on the search and rescue yeah or? that's the long term goal I've had a taste of it I know what it's like uh, I, I love the structure of it the professionalism uh, how everyone has to work as a unit um, it's just it's fun it's good that's the goal yeah. If I don't get there, well, I'll still be content. I've still got the best job in the world. Very good. So, yeah. Where in the world would you want to do it? Oh, where in the world? If anywhere. I could choose one place? Yeah. Oh, I think I'd go to Zermatt in Switzerland. Wow, okay. Yeah, there's that's, a TV that's show. a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> there's a thing on Red Bull TV called Air Zermatt and uh-huh. the rescue choppers there. And, and that's up in the mountains. Yeah. Okay. Very challenging flying. Very different. Very here. different here, yeah. Yeah. That'd be... If I could do one year there, I'd be a very, very happy man. That would be fun. All right. Well, that's it. That's your long-term goal now. Yeah? Yeah. We'll get there. You'll get there. For sure. Cool. Well, thanks for talking to me. No worries. It's been a good interview, good chat, and um, best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you love what you do and want to be on a future episode of Never Work A Day, then you can contact me on sarah at nwadtalks.com. That's sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at nwadtalks.com. You can also follow our Instagram account at nwadtalks. 
Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.